two words sum up the history of African Americans and our struggle as a people to live physically healthy lives in America more than these. Dick Gregory. For the first half of his life, he was a noun, a living person filled with humor, empathy, and insight. For the second half of his life, he became a verb. His name was synonymous with taking action, like a dance move. Before there was a Tootsie Slide or the Harlem Shake, there was the Dick Gregory Shake. If you're black, I guarantee your grandmother, great-grandmother, your auntie or great-auntie turned to him in a pinch for some velvetly smooth, protein-rich satisfaction. Now, wait a minute, no disrespect, I'm sure that they're all fine, upstanding, fateful women. But I must confess, my mother and I did the Dick Gregory shake together. I even got a chance to tell him how good it was. <laughs> Somewhere in heaven, I hope the late comedian Dick Gregory is breaking into that contagious laugh that started in the early days of the Civil Rights Movement as he marched with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr at times entertaining the activist crowds. Dick Gregory, born in 1932, was a pioneer in using his celebrity platform to switch from exclusive advocacy on universal voting rights to change what foods black and brown people elected to put in their bodies, our bodies. Although Gregory died in 2017, the need for a voice to speak to the state of our health and well-being has only grown in the wake of the current coronavirus pandemic. Would you care for something to eat? A bean pie, perhaps? No, uh, no I'm, not, I'm not hungry. Before the Holy Quran, one of the best-selling, widely read books by Black Muslims in America is How to Eat for Life by the late Elijah Muhammad. Written in the 1930s, the book from the former head of the Nation of Islam took a radical approach on what to eat, fruits, vegetables, and what to avoid, processed foods. In fact, black Muslims are largely identified with selling a particular food. Bean pie, my brother. <laughs> Dick Gregory knew what some of us wait in our midlives to discover. If we take care of our bodies, our bodies will take care of us. Maybe we need a mantra a verbal vision board to stay focused on our journey. Relax, relate, release. Relax, relate, release. The best thing that any of us can do is hit reset on our bodies. Press refresh to rid ourselves of the doubts that have weighed us down and recommit ourselves to begin a revolt. Whether you believe it or not, we need a health revolution. First, we need to defend our body's immune system against illnesses known and unknown to pandemics as they pop up. That probably means diversifying our food choices. Then we need to take the offense when it comes to our mindset. Today, we press reset with a cultural health and well-being strategist, author Patty O'Brien Richardson. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. Brought to you by A1 Pestmasters. For all your exterminating and pest control needs, 
Call A1 Pestmasters. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. are blessed to be born with the most technologically advanced machines known to man, our human body, we are not invincible. Though our ancestors were birthed in the motherland, the cradle of civilization, we have shortcomings, vulnerabilities, weaknesses that can force us to our knees and prematurely lead us to our graves. Our human machines get rusty. They malfunction. They betray us. I didn't know if people would be receptive to the culture. I think we we created we we had to create a culture uh, connected to to a authentic ritual and spirituality, so that that the, that the studio wouldn't cut it out because you don't have an authentic Black Panther without that. Unfortunately, in the real world, there is no vibranium, no metallic-like substance that absorbs kinetic energy to give T'Challa the power of the Marvel superhero Black Panther. If there was, certainly the first recipient should have been to the late actor, Chadwick Boseman. Boseman brought nobility to nearly every role he portrayed, from the fictional king, T'Challa, to factual heroes of the late U.S. Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall, and the groundbreaking baseball great, Jackie Robinson. On the big screen, Bozeman seemed larger than life. So his death in late August at age 43 was a shock to the world. His former co-stars were inconsolable. Children across the world held funerals with their action figures. And like you, it brought me to tears. You can look healthy and it can still happen to you. And the cause of his death rang the alarm for the need of early medical screenings for black men and women compared to the other demographic groups. How could this vibrant iconic star develop stage three and then stage four colon cancer? According to the Journal of American Cancer Society, black Americans have a 20% higher rate of developing colon cancer and a 40% higher rate of death from colon cancer than other Americans. Are we resolved to such a terrible fate? What about the wisdom of our elders and their elders and our ancestors? Proud men and women endured harsh climates, the suffocation of slavery, and the mental anguish of living so many dreams deferred. And still, they rose? What did our elders know about food? Maybe it was what Dick Gregory learned and championed, fasting. Maybe it was eating food found in nature over bringing on processed foods. This is ABC News Nightline, reporting from Washington, Ted Koppel. The world changed in 1980 with the election of President Ronald Reagan and the ongoing crisis of Iran holding Americans hostage. An overweight Dick Gregory flew to Tehran to attempt his own hostage negotiation. His failure fueled a hunger strike in that capital city to pressure the Iranian government to do the right thing. 
By the time the hostages were released, Dick Gregory returned to the U.S. frail, barely a third of his former weight. As the Daily Mail wrote in its August 2017 obituary of Gregory, beginning, quote, he preached about the transformative powers of prayer and good health. Once an overweight smoker and drinker, he became a trim, energetic proponent of liquid meals and raw food diets, end quote. In the late 80s, Gregory developed and distributed products for the popular Slim Safe Bohemian Diet. Dick Gregory for the Bohemian Diet. The problem is you're overweight, whether it's 10 pounds or 150 pounds. Hey, I've been there, and the solution is simple. The Bohemian Diet. Mix it with fruit juice, drink it for breakfast and lunch, eat a well-balanced meal for dinner, drink eight glasses of water every day, and walk a mile every day. Hey, that's all it is to it. Don't wait. Start right now. You can do it. I know. I've been there, and it ain't pretty. Back in my grad school days at NYU, I was fortunate enough to see Dick Gregory when he came to speak at our campus. Gregory talked about the need he felt to change his material to fit his audience. As he got older, Gregory told jokes to predominantly white crowds while he focused his attention on combating those ailments and diseases that seemed to strangle the life out of black people. You know, those usual suspects, diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, glaucoma, gout, arthritis, sciatica, and of course, cancer. As part of a panel, I got a chance to tell Gregory that his life, his passion for what would later be known as his plant-based diet, made a difference in my life. I told Dick Gregory, my mom and I tried one of your shakes in front of the group. Oh yeah, Gregory said, you did? But what I thought of as a group was an audience to Gregory. Did you feel better, Gregory asked? Yes, I replied. Gregory said, that's why I did it. <laughs> Always the comedian. Dick Gregory survived the wrath of white supremacy by telling jokes and the terrorism of the Middle East only to face an equally insidious killer, cancer. In 1999, Gregory was diagnosed with lymphoma. Lymphoma is when abnormal white blood cells multiply. It's a form of cancer. Just like Chadwick Boseman pushed himself to make several movies while under chemotherapy, I saw Dick Gregory after his cancer diagnosis. He didn't slow down. Boseman had cancer. Gregory had cancer. But Gregory refused chemotherapy. Gregory had cancer, but cancer never had him. Gregory died of a bacterial infection at age 84 in the span of a week being hospitalized and 18 years after his cancer diagnosis. When faced with lymphoma, Gregory countered with his diet of fruits, vegetables, exercise, and natural herbs, and won. Gregory put his cancer into remission. That's the value of what he ate. Food is fuel and food can bring about healing. Today, I will talk with Patty O'Brien Richardson, or known as Dr. Patty, about body image, health, and treating our bodies like temples, not trash cans. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes.
Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. Brought to you by A1 Pestmasters. For all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters. And now, let's meet Dr. Patty. Hey guys, it's Valerie Johnson with Interludes, and I welcome you to another edition. And wow, I have a very, very inspirational, talented young woman uh, uh, with me here. Uh, she is a cultural health and well being strategist and the author of the book Purge It with Patty, the 28 day body reset. She's also the founder and CEO of a non for profit organization called Move It Nation and also an associate professor at Rutgers University, where she teaches public health leadership. Welcome, Patty O'Brien Richardson. How are you today? Hi. Hi. Val, thanks for having me. I'm just so excited. Having lived on both continents, both here in America and over in uh, South Africa, what difference did you notice in the way people viewed food and the way they viewed their body image? Mm. versus yeah africa versus america body image oh, how did they loaded question i think mm -hmm. you know i'll start with america you know in america it's all about the body i mean all we have mm -hmm. to do is go online look at photo, um you know music albums you know um look on social media instagram it's all about the body it's all about how you look and also it doesn't matter at what cost, you know, you could starve yourself to death. You could become bulimic. You could just, you know, pay for plastic surgery. It's the cost doesn't matter. It's all about like the, what, what you look like, you know, food is about what you look like. And, right. you know, I think when I was living in South Africa and then, you know, not just living in South Africa, but traveling throughout Africa, mostly sub-Saharan, but also East and West Africa, you know, you start to see that food is fuel. And that's one of the one of the principles I embraced as my own personal value. You know, food is fuel. It's not to, for something you, that you restrict yourself of because you want to look a certain way. It's right. something that gives you the energy to sustain yourself to be a great professional, mom, employee, employer. It's going to sustain you to take care of your family, to take care of yourself, to do the work that you have been put on the earth to do. And so... That's one big major thing. And in terms of body image, you know, I don't think there's, um, at least when I was there, I wouldn't say that there's a body image stigma. I mean, everybody loves a big fat baby, you know. <laughs> I do. You know, I think, I think you know, you, you see, and I think that's Caribbean too, you know, you see a big plumpy, you know, child and you think, oh, they must be healthy, you, you know, and it goes into youth and especially with girls, there's this concept of if a girl is thick, you know, we can say she's healthy. Oh, she looks really healthy. Right. So we have this term where we call thick healthy, but, you know, a thin person could be unhealthy, you know, um, right. someone who's slim can be unhealthy. So I think in America, there's definitely still is, you know, stigma around body image, but I didn't see that much in, in Africa when I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, here's a, here's another one. Uh, a couple of months ago, you started the social media campaign 
um, lower the underlining to address the underlining conditions affecting communities of color. What inspired this focus for you? You know, my, my dad passed away in April of this year from the complications of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And before he passed away, I had two aunts that passed, passed away. Um, one of them, we don't know because it was so early on in the year, no one was really doing testing for coronavirus except I think celebrities at that time. Right. It wasn't common, you couldn't always get it. And then my other aunt, I think it was said that it was diabetes. Right. So my mom also has diabetes, high blood pressure. It's very common in my family. And, you know, being a researcher, you know, we know that when you look, or even just now it's common knowledge, you know, when you look at the communities that are being hardest hit with coronavirus, it's communities of color. And then it's communities that have, or individuals that have these underlying conditions. And these underlying conditions are typically obesity, diabetes and high blood pressure so and all of those are preventable right they're completely preventable and they are also reversible but right. it's so hard to you know it's so hard it's hard it's hard to change anything it just takes time and food gives us so much comfort it's you know it's so much of a it, it just it's it's comforting to so many so you know lower the underlying is really it's a hashtag that I created to address those things it's to address the underlying conditions because you know because you see every day that communities of color are being affected by coronavirus and you know that it's the re one of the reasons there are many reasons but one of the main reasons is because um, obesity the underlying conditions obesity diabetes and high blood pressure so I, I created the hashtag because I wanted to spread awareness so that when people go on social media and they Google lower the underlying that hashtag they'll be able to find ways that they can lower their underlying conditions so what I did was I just asked anyone and everyone look if you're doing something that promotes health like if you're walking, you're taking a walk, if you're walking your dog, if you're eating healthy, you know, if you're, if you're working on your weight, you're working on your diabetes, if you're, you know, posting a recipe that's heart healthy or that can lower cholesterol or can lower diabetes, just add the hashtag lower the underlying so that someone can go and find out how can I lower the under, my underlying conditions? They can look and find it and then they can hopefully get some tips, motivation, inspiration to address those underlying conditions. Wow, wonderful. Um, how, has, how have your family and your faith factored into your health journey? Oh man, it's all about family and faith and the reverse, it's about faith and family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's all, it's, that's the priority. I would say that, you know, I really look at food through a spiritual lens. You know, my goal is to help people see that as well. You know, that food is fuel and God put food here for us to eat, you know? And so my, my, my message to people is always the same. It's like, you know, if God made it, eat it. You know, if God didn't make it, leave it. It's as simple as that, you know? So for example, um, seeds, nuts, plant-based foods, 
and even animal proteins if that's what they desire because everyone's at their own starting level of their journey some people that's where they are right. then eat that but then leave all the stuff that's not that's not um that god didn't make that's man-made you know like processed foods foods that are boxed you know, foods that we love, like those oatmeals, you know, that's not something that God made, you know, I love those, those things, but it's hard to let it go. Um, and that's why I like to share about that, because I want people to think I'm not perfect, you know, I have my weaknesses, I have my vices. Um, mm -hmm. So I always share, you know, if you can pick it, or you can pluck it, eat it, you know, so if it's something that you can pick, or, but if it's something in a box that you can't pick or pluck, leave it, and it's simple, you know, because a lot of box foods are high in salt, which will drive up your high blood pressure. And many processed foods will also drive up your high blood pressure. They'll, can, they can cause diabetes. So I just try to keep it simple. If you can pick it, you can pluck it, like a fruit, vegetable, something that grows out of the ground, something that you can pluck, pluck from a tree, eat it, everything else, leave it. So it's all about my faith and it's all about really doing the work we were put here to do. And so, mm -hmm. I really believe that everybody has a purpose. Like you're doing this, like this is, this is what you were created for. Like, you know, all of your skills are coming together, your speaking skills, your audio, your video, your photography, all of it. It's like, it's all here with, it's like, it's this combination with you. And I believe that everybody has that. We're, not everyone is as fortunate as you to find it. I believe that our goal is to find our purpose or just to wait and listen to, to hear God and, you know, help him lead us to our purpose. But when we get to our purpose, what's going to keep us there is taking care of ourselves. So definitely food and faith is connected. And right. it's really all about eating the foods that will give us the fuel and the energy to do the work we were put here to do. Exactly. Wow. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much for that compliment. Um, here's a question. How long did it take you to generate recipes for your book, Purge It With Patty? And what inspired the 28-day journey for putting this book together? You know, I had been living this way for years in Africa. For years, I had been living this way. I was, you know, and, and even before Africa, it's a very common phrase, the purge, going on a purge. Like I grew up hearing people in my family, my grandmother, my aunties, my uncles, I grew up hearing that. You know, I'm going to go on a purge. I'm going to go on a purge. It's a concept of cleaning out the body. Right, and many Caribbean right. people, you know, they may have grown up hearing that. You know, like, let's go on a purge, I'm going on a purge. And so I remember, you know, my, my mom, her, she had many siblings and her house, my parents' house was the place that everybody, during the holidays, everyone would come. My grandmother lived there, all the aunties, they'd all gather, my uncles, and they'll have this big Christmas time. And then they would go back home after New Year's and then they would say, okay, yeah, I'm going on a purge, I'm going on a purge, meaning they ate like everything that they've enjoyed. And then now when they go home, they're gonna go on a purge. Yeah. And my grandmother would give them like, you know, little teas and she would put together these little packets with bark and give them, don't forget this and don't forget that and don't take this. And they're all these different seeds and tree bark and teas and don't forget your garlic tea. And I would just be a little kid looking like, hmm, what is that? What is all that about? So I grew up with that. But right. then going to Africa is where I really learned that, you know, unlike America where people here use, you know, what I call mystery smoothies, like smoothies that are in a packet, like of a, like a package that you can get on in the store or in a container, like powder, and 
or pills. And so people here in America, they, they, we're just, how can I put it? We're just uh, oriented towards pharmaceuticals. We want it done quick, fast yesterday, and we don't care about the chemicals. You know, we'll just do it because it's quick. And so we find here in America, people use pharmaceuticals, pills, potions, powders to clean the body. And what I learned in Africa was you just need food. You just need food. Food in itself is cleansing. It's, there are foods that are more powerful than other foods. And there are certain foods that will clean your body right out. It'll just like clean it out. And it'll <laughs> also strengthen your body. You know, it'll give right. you energy. And I learned that. I learned that in Africa and I also learned it from my dad. You know, my dad never took vitamins. I never saw him take a vitamin. And I would ask him why. And he grew up in the, what we would call the bush, you know, like the rural, rural part of the Caribbean. And they didn't have vitamins, but they, they had animals, they had chickens, they had, you know, goats. And they, they had my grandmother, I remember he's telling me that she grew um, rice. They only went to the store if they needed um, what was that? I think it was ice because they didn't have electricity, right. but they had rice. And so he, he told me that they would go in the yard and they would pick the kernels and they would, you know, beat it out so that you could get the rice. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, I've only seen rice in a bag or in a container, but they would get rice from the, from the yard, you know, and all the vegetables, the coconut, everything. And so I learned that, wow, you know, you just need food and food cleans you out. And so that's where I learned from my Caribbean family and also from living in Africa that you don't need any powders or pills or potions. You, there are foods that are, that are stronger than other foods. Like there's a huge difference between, let's say, a grape and a blueberry. You know, blueberry is so much more powerful than a grape or the difference between a green bean and broccoli. You know, so, so I did some research and I learned about the differences and I picked out the most powerful foods mm -hmm. and the recipes came with it. And we're actually, now that I have a course online, nice. um, we have additional recipes. So we've, we've grown and now we have more recipes that, than, than in the book. So I'm excited about that. What are some signs that tell us that we need to reset when it's time to reset oh man when you're bloated <sighs> when your your body is not um you know you could you just feel slow and sluggish mm -hmm. you're breaking out a lot or even if you notice that your doctor has told you you know your blood pressure has gone up your cholesterol is high mm -hmm. um, you you need to lose some weight you're pre-diabetic you're hypertensive those are all signs, but you can look at your body and notice your skin. You can notice even your hair texture um, and your memory. Those are clear signs, but definitely when you go to the doctor, that's usually the sign that, that something has to change. And when it comes to a true reset, do we need to consider changing more than our diet, possibly resetting the people in our lives. Absolutely. That's, that's really when the purge, that's the power of the purge. I mean, that's what's great about, you know, the, we start with our food, but, you know, when, you're, when you change your habits, mm -hmm. all of a sudden people may not want to see you 
uh, the way they've always seen you. You know, when you right. start changing your habits and making yourself a priority, some people may catch an attitude like, well, what about me? And how come, you know, you don't do this with me? And they, get, they may get selfish. Or if they see you winning, you know, and, you know, making gold, they may decide, oh, I need to straighten up and I need to fix myself. They may not even want to continue the friendship. So sometimes people can change in the process. Oh, if someone wanted to join your 28 purge journey, uh, how would they contact you? Oh, they can find me at pattyobrienrichardson.com. Uh, Patty with an I and O'Brien with an E, richardson.com. And you can just Google me, really. Um, but you can also go to pattyobrienrichardson.com and then you can just actually see, you can get the book. You can download it from my website. Um, you get the digital book or you can get the hardcover on Amazon and you can get it there and you can start it on your own. But if you want that community and you want to get that encouragement, you can also join our Facebook community. It's called My Body is a Temple, Not a Trash Can. That's the name of our community. <laughs> and it's on it. Facebook. <laughs> so you can become a member of our community just joining. And you can find us on Facebook. And then you can find other purgers, as what we call it, or PGs, Purgit grads. And you can find out more there. But for someone who wants to really take it day by day and they want, okay, my attention day one, day two, day 27, I created a course um, and the course is, it has a five-day prep, which is free. You just go on to my website, pattyobrienrichardson.com, and you can get on top of the five-day prep for the purge. And so it's a way of getting your body ready before you start either with the book on your own or you can continue with the course and you can have daily, daily encouragement from me um, right there at pattyobrienrichardson.com. Wonderful. Patty. Thank you so much for taking time on from your very busy schedule to let, to allow me to interview you. This is Valerie Johnson and this is Interludes. Next time on Interludes. When you allow God to lead you, he will from the word of God, he'll really center you on what you need to do for yourself. You know, you can hear so many voices, so many people framing your timeline, saying you need to do this, you need to do that. You know, building your self-esteem because every day is a walk of faith. Author of the book, Singled Out, So Into God, Leading Every Decision, April Osuji on the next Interludes. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written and produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson, song intro and outro produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by A1 Pest Masters. For all your pest control and exterminating needs, call A1 Pest Masters at Area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. <laughs>